and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 198. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. How are you doing today, man? Doing okay. I mean, feels good to be recording, because, uh, I don't know, we keep taking, like, breaks and not really, like, talking about it, and just being like, yeah, we'll get to it eventually. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing good, just working. Uh, I got my Gosling's hat on, which... Uh, your what? Gosling, you know the rum? No. It's got the sea lion on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got this hat in Bermuda. I just remember oh, okay. uh, Miles, who's been on the show before, was like, yo, man, you gotta get a Gosling hat before you leave. And I was like, okay. So that's why there's like a little uh, that's funny. flag there. Otherwise, I'd never wear that flag. But yeah. Um, this is Sutra Side Talk. We talk about what we watch and play. Uh, this week, we are talking ahsoka uh, i know it came out a little bit ago but uh, i think it wrapped up sometime in october so it's not that far away yeah. uh we are scrapping what we were going to do for the witcher just because that kind of got older faster and uh instead i can just tell you guys right now our second to last episode will be on godzilla minus one so that'll be a much more recent one that hasn't actually even come out yet. It's still not coming out for like, I think, two more weeks or something. Yeah, we already have plans to see it two times. <laughs> yep. Uh, we're going to see it the special preview night. So on Wednesday, the 29th, which uh, is its initial release date is December 1st. So it's two days early. Uh, we're going to watch an IMAX on the Metreon, which apparently is the only night you can see it in IMAX because uh, I think Beyonce fucks up everything uh, after yeah, that. You mentioned that yeah um which it, i have nothing against beyonce it's just weird that i guess after the taylor swift like put the concert in the movie theaters has been more successful than the actual movies in the theaters uh they're just like okay let's do it again it's just kind of sucks when you just want to watch a movie in the best quality and yeah. you're like oh i guess you have to watch a concert in there instead. And I'm sure the concert's good, but I'm just like, bro, I just want to fucking watch a movie. Uh, I don't know if that's worse than the time that like Chris and I wanted to see Dune in IMAX and it got knocked out of IMAX in like a week by like the Eternals. Yeah. Which wasn't even that great of a Marvel movie. I mean, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know which one was worse to me, but that's just me personally. I, you already know I'm not a fan of Dune. At least Dune um, had some cool like moments. Like, I was straight up I like laughing the sand a lot. when Icarus yeah, really like, flew into the sun. Sand. I was like, no, they're they're doing it. <laughs> Icarus flew too close to the sun, literally. Yeah, it was really... I didn't, just, oh I didn't like either of them. Uh, they could both run. <laughs> um, yeah. But otherwise, the second time we're going to see it is going to be like on December 3rd in 4DX, which will be our first time in that type of theater. Yeah. It's a regal thing. And for those that don't know, 4DX is where the seats are like a ride practically so what better movie than godzilla destroying everything like it's gonna be quite an experience to say the supposedly least supposedly they'll even like spritz water in your face a little bit like for certain scenes so like i could see godzilla like coming out of the water and just like gotcha it's so crazy my popcorn's yeah. soggy now <laughs> that's a good point i yeah. mean we'll, we'll see how it goes we'll see we'll see how yeah. it works also forgive me if you hear just random sounds it's like the back of my hat is kind of hitting the chair a bit so it's like uh yeah but hopefully you guys don't hear it much um yeah so we're gonna have fun with all that stuff and then the final episode episode 200 
is going to be a 2023 in review episode. So, you know, top games, shows, movies, that kind of thing. We're going to do those three uh, and just kind of go through it, which I know is going to be kind of weird because more or less we just kind of stopped half of the year through practically. Like after June, we just kind of died off for a bit. Um, we're still going to go through stuff. There probably will be things on the list that maybe we didn't even talk about on the show thoroughly. Um, we probably yeah. won't unfortunately but like you know that's just kind of how it's been going recently uh for those that don't know if you didn't tune into last episode the barbenheimer episode where we kind of explained everything i can run through it again uh episode 200 of uh sutra side talk is going to be our final one that's kind of why we're taking time going through it also life got really busy i've been kind of going through different jobs uh not in a bad way but just in like a oh, we, you know, things are happening faster than I expected in changes. And because of that, it took a lot of attention away. And also at a certain point, you get a little exhausted and fatigued. Uh, oh, yeah. And so I guess I needed the break more or less uh, too. And so much so I realized I'm like, I have, because of this, I have not kept up with any like media news involving like games and movies at all i just kind of like fell off of it and they're like did you see the new trailer for blah blah and i'm like when did it come out like a week ago and i'm like oh no <laughs> wait so have you not seen the madam web trailer <laughs> no i did i did uh oh, god that's it uh it looks so bad now you're asking me before this what was it if it's worse than if it looks worse than morbius which i still haven't seen uh, morbius no craven craven okay so we've seen one trailer for craven too and that is, i oh, god why yeah it doesn't make any sense um what if craven was an animal conservationist and wants to hunt poachers like well that that's not craven then yeah it doesn't really sony's just like make money off spider-man properties madam webb looks i think what threw me off was i'm like what direction are we trying to go here because i looked at imdb adam scott is ben parker who the fuck is ben parker wait uncle ben no i don't think so i think this is like you could almost say like because if you noticed like madam webb is protecting these three girls that turn into spiders yeah one it took is, me a couple um, watches of that trailer to realize that the uh spider woman the same spider women yeah it's like spider woman spider girl and i didn't know who the third was but one of them in it was actually a character probably one of my favorite spider characters is anya corazon she's a puerto rican uh spider girl who i think i mainly appreciate because she came before all the multi like the the spider-verse bullshit which i know mm. a lot of people love it but it's just too you know it's too oversaturated with spider shit in marvel now and it's just kind of annoying i'm not saying the animated movies are bad i love those i'm just saying in comics specifically and how it kind of just like came out and did a lot and i'm just like exhausted it, it basically turned me off of spider-man completely mm. and uh spider girl was back when it was like oh Here's like a, one of the few other spider characters and she actually just did her own thing and was uh, had like an adventure with Red Hulk and shit. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. OK, uh, whereas like uh, there's like what's his face? Kane, uh, the second Spider-Man clone who becomes the second Scarlet Spider. Like he was really yeah. cool. So like I like these two characters specifically because they just kind of don't get involved with the rest of the spider stuff or at least they used to not and then they got swept up in the multiverse shit too um but the trailer 
You see it her. It looks like CW Final Destination. Yeah, it kind of does. Uh, it's like you see them, and then there's two Parkers in it. Uh, one is, I think one of the girls is a Parker. I could be wrong. So she could be like okay, another weird. spider girl, kind of like, you know, in the alternate universe, there's like a, you know, a May Parker kind of thing. What where... if Peter Parker's mom was actually Spider-Woman before he was? Well, no, it's like the daughter. Um, yeah. So. Wait, but this movie takes place in the 90s. That's that's why it's confusing. I guess it's uh, it could be just Uncle Ben and Aunt May um, yeah. as, when they're younger, which is just kind of weird. But also the fact that, I don't know, I just, none of it makes sense. Nothing makes sense. Because yeah. I haven't watched Morbius. I don't. don't know when I'd watch Craven. Because I'm more just curious of how this fits in with, like, specifically Venom. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> You don't have to explain it. I, I know. But, like, I'm. it's more of curiosity and for science than anything. And I already know I'm, like... These are probably going to be awful. Meanwhile, they're like, you know, no, so far we're resuming are. filming on Venom 3. And I'm like, okay, that I'm looking forward to. I just like, I like Tom Hardy. He does a good job always. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, as, as much as I think those movies could be better, I still enjoy them. Yeah. Just, I, I love Venom so much that I'm just like, it's still kind of cool. <laughs> but yeah, more or less, I saw the Madam Web trailer, looked at the IMDb and just kind of looked confused and like, what the fuck is happening? And that's about it. That's really, yeah. I was like, why are we doing this? Uh, but yeah, so show's ending at 200, like I was saying, uh, the plan is to reboot, do like a soft reboot. We're also rebooting Sutra Sidewatch. Uh, and that's going to be our new kind of like flagship show where James and I will talk movies and television specifically, uh, no more anime. It's just going to be like more concise, uh, and it'll be twice a month for those show for that show. Cause the way we're going to do it is we're going to try to do a show every week. Uh, but the shows will be different. So like that one will be twice a month because we usually have mostly ga- like shows and movies to talk about anyway. Um, one month will be a new podcast called Suture Side Play. Uh, that'll be about gaming. Uh, so we'll talk usually about like a featured game that we'll focus on mainly and then other stuff we've been playing recently. Whether it's something we can play it or not, we'll just be like, yeah, I've been playing this kind of thing. Uh, but that's where you'll probably find when we'll talk about things like Spider-Man 2, Hogwarts Legacy, um, the like Ghost of Tsushima, Horizon Zero, like Horizon 2, like DLCs, uh, and a bunch of other stuff that we haven't even touched yet, or like stuff I haven't even played yet, like Cyberpunk, uh, Outer Worlds. There's so many games to talk about, and it'll be games that just came out, but it'll also be games yeah. that are older too. Like games is as old as like so long. yeah, mine is still back to 2019. So I'm like, like getting this close to like. Uh, convincing myself to buying a steam deck so i could just like work on my pc games while i'm like watching shit or whatever yeah i think the oldest games i'll talk about on the show will eventually be like outer worlds and death stranding and then maybe like some indies that are just older but those won't be like the the headliners of the episode i'll be like oh i finally played night in the woods which i've been meaning to play for years or something like that um but that'll be the show so that's gonna be monthly and then the third show which will take the other like the fourth slot in the month uh will be the cut of steel which is going to be basically more standalone now instead of just being part of it so initially we're not going to probably have any new episodes for a bit um it'll be all pretty much like uh 
new like it, it, the other episodes we have out i'll probably push out first i'll like throw out three episodes at once and then from there like put them out at a faster duration than i normally would and then once it's more caught up then we'll start like getting out new episodes so if you've seen them all or watched them all you know sorry uh it's gonna be a re-release first and then uh then you'll kind of get new content um probably the first few episodes will, that are be new will be like a stated like dc interview 2023 kind of thing where i'll probably get um uh frank from coffee and a comic again on because he liked doing it last year uh but it was a fun episode we'll do that and then we'll also because kind of still like i said i want to besides just movies and stuff we'll want to do comics and other things animated shows games even for like arkham games and whatnot uh but the thing is uh we do want to finally tackle a lot of those movies we never got to from the dceu so we'll probably hit those up which are probably like five or six or seven of them now which is kind of crazy so it'll probably be mainly movies for a bit and then once we're all caught up and you know we're not gonna have another movie after aquaman 2 for a while uh we will probably have time to like get to other things too but we'll see how it goes uh but that's the plan for cut of steel uh that'll be the third show and then uh, the other two plans might be to put ads in the show just so we can finally make some money and not lose money off of this. And when I say make money, I don't mean like, oh, finally, I'm going to have like extra money to spend on things. It'll be cool. I'll finally be able to pay for what I've been like spending money on the show for. So basically like Zoom and Podbean are like the main two. I just want to like pay off, like basically break even and not yeah, lose money. Like have the show sustain itself. Yes. Basically. Uh, and that would be with ads and also a Patreon, potentially. Uh, and, you know, I've never done this before. And I, I'm going to be honest, I still haven't had a chance to work on it. The plan is to come back some point in January. I don't know if we'll get that in time, but I'm going to do my best to. It's just with everything else going on, it's kind of been crazy. Like right now, there's painters in my house that are going to be here for three days. Uh, so it's just been kind of all over the place. Uh, but uh, with the Patreon, uh, I'm going to be honest, we're not going to have anything physical to give out to people. Uh, it's going to be more like, you know, if you want to support us, you can. We'll say your name at the beginning and end of the show, depending on what tier you are. Uh, and, uh, you know, ad-free episodes if we end up actually doing ads and things like that. Uh, the big bonus will probably be if we do decide to do a Patreon, we'd have one bonus episode a month. Uh, and it'll probably be one of three different types of shows that will just rotate, like basically three different shows each quarter. So each Every three months, you'll get a new episode of that specific show, and they'll kind of rotate through them, but we'll see how that goes, too. Um, it's all still being decided kind of thing. Um, but more or less, it'll be James and I for everything. Uh, we'll have guests on certain shows um, and whatnot. But yeah, that is the plan. Uh, if you want more information or if you want to keep up with things, uh, really, it's just going to be on Instagram. Uh, to follow us there at Suture Side Talk. That's where you're going to learn about stuff. Um, at least like where I put out promos and everything else, even though it's like Instagram's kind of dead when you're just putting out non-video content. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much the plan. But all right. Remember I, when Instagram was about pictures? Yeah, that was, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, though, let's just jump into Ahsoka, which is our topic for today. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a very, it's going to be a conversation. I just don't think it's going to be like an hour and a half long conversation. Or yeah. Like that. No, I, one of the weird things about this show is I was surprised how kind of like meh I was on it in the end. Like I liked it, but not, I was 
super hyped for it. So I was I was just shocked that I didn't come off of it as hot as I'd like. I think there's a few reasons for that. Um, yeah. I will say I wasn't at home when I was watching it. I was working on something for a new job. So I was mm. I actually had to travel for a bit. And uh, Wait, did you watch the whole show while you were like traveling? Um, or for the for work or i think i watched like two episodes before i left and then when i was Uh, at like the hotel uh when i had very little time that was like what i kind of put my time into was just like i'll just watch this while i can uh pretty much i fell behind on so many shows like uh, every show i could think every show that was on fx like always sunny what we do in the shadows mayans uh, a bunch of other shows too i just fell behind everyone's like oh have you started watching uh what was it the boys gen v have you watched invincible have you watched this watched have you that. watched the witcher and i'm like no no i haven't had time i just haven't yeah. I, I which is crazy i used to be the like first one to watch these things now i'm the last and uh i made time for like to watch just keep up with one piece and then uh that was really it i was like if i could just keep watching one piece uh <laughs> Which is, you know, one episode a week, maybe. Uh, Usually there's a lot of other stuff. But uh, Ahsoka was, like, the one thing. I'm like, if there's one out of all these different shows I'm behind on, I haven't had a chance to watch, which one should I watch right now? And I'm like, you know what? I haven't cared about anything coming off of Disney for a while. But this might be, like, the only thing I kind of want to watch. Like, I still haven't... Just to keep in context, guys, I have not watched Secret Invasion. I have not watched Loki Season 2. I am probably not watching Marvels in theaters. Uh, I'm just like marveled out a bit, but also Marvels. I think it's just Marvel came to a point where I don't care anymore and I I will watch it, but it's no longer like a thing that's at the top of my list of, I got to go watch these because they just don't look like they're worth uh, putting. they, They don't look like they're worth putting ahead of anything else that I have to watch at this point. They're like much more, kind of going to the back end of everything where it's like, oh, well, once I finish all these, maybe I'll get to that kind of thing. I'm not even like, yeah. I, I think there's like 20 shows, to be honest, that, like actually that I'll probably watch before I even get to Secret Invasion and Loki at this point. I think the only reason why Loki ended really well for me is because it felt like they wanted to tell a story from beginning to end. And, and they, they got to it, do it. And they got to do it. And it's like, oh, that that was a good full show instead of everything else where it's like it has to go on forever so nothing ever feels like important or anything like at the end of secret invasion i was like the fuck did i just watch what 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 the fuck was that yeah so for ahsoka i was pretty excited to watch it i at least wanted to make time for it i was also really exhausted when i'm watching it so i'm just like oh that was interesting and i wasn't i wasn't like amazed by it at all um i was just like that was cool uh it it went it went (laughs) i think it was just so much more i guess intimate than i expected it to be uh but i guess we can get to that in a later point when we talk about the story itself but i guess the first topic i wanted to go over for it was you know dave filoni started with the clone wars really uh, the cartoon, the second Clone Wars, not the micro series that I still think is probably my favorite Star Wars. Um, but he started with the Clone Wars animated series and 
from there he did rebels i don't know if he did resistance i still actually never watched that one yeah i i never heard anyone recommend that one so of my I friends recommended it. it but also they love star wars like unconditionally mm. a bit um and so he pretty much did all that and then he started doing live action stuff too he did the bad batch as well uh tales of Je- i think he also worked on tales of the jedi but like you know he came in with mandalorian boba fett like working with like John Favreau, Robert Rodriguez and whatnot. And everyone really likes the way stuff he's doing. And now like we come to fruition with Ahsoka, which feels like a lot of it led up to this for him because Ahsoka's more or less Dave Filoni's baby, where it's like, you know, you look at George Lucas and he created the trio. He created Luke, or I guess four people. He created Luke, Leia, Han, Darth Vader. Like those are all Lucas, t- like, creations that he had uh obi-wan as well later on with the prequels and whatnot the emperor but for filoni when he started with clone wars ahsoka was that character uh that was of his own like fruition i i I don't know if lucas created her or he did but basically filoni is the one that raised her in terms of like watching her progress through all these shows like watching her in clone wars going from just a very hated padawan that none of us fucking liked uh because she sounded annoying as hell well, and- she was like way too childish and i know she was literally a child but like they it was really hard to get past the part where she kept calling r2 like r2e it, like, i wanted this that's but it's that you're saying it's a longer name you're giving him a longer name that's not a short name i wanted to fight somebody for it i was like this is uh this show sucks this movie sucks the clone wars movie who was approved awful. this yeah it, it was it was not good and all of a sudden yeah. like it got it went from i don't like this to this is incredible and you're just like yeah. holy shit um and she went from i don't it, she, i would compare her the one other character i can probably compare her to is damian wayne in the comics who's batman's son mm-hmm. and he starts off with this, as this little shit and you hate him and then once he becomes Robin to Dick Grayson as Batman, uh, he becomes one of the most loved like Bat characters. Everything I've seen at that dynamic looks like fucking amazing. It, it is. So with Ahsoka, you, you watch her go from like little shit to just sheer amazement where, you, uh, you know, they finally do the final season and have her go through Order 66. And you're like, yeah. dude, my She's heart. She's literally one shit. of my favorite characters in all of Star Wars. She, yeah, which is she, why I was like so hyped for this show before it came out. It, it's amazing. Honestly, I would almost say Filoni and Lucas did a good job of making her shit in the beginning because it gave her that much growth in that process mm-hmm. at the first. It's one thing to like someone from the start, but it's and like love them after. But it's something even bigger to hate something or not like something at all to then love them a lot more than you ever expected to. That does, yeah. I think, say a lot more in that sense. Uh, so seeing him go from start to finish uh here which it's not you know it's not the finish and he's not leaving yeah. or anything uh he should stay there until he dies to be honest uh <laughs> it's like it's very awesome to see how far he's come because she's animated and now she's live action she's being played by rosario dawson and it's something that it seemed like he fully like mandalorian john favreau did a lot of it too boba fett robert Rodriguez did a lot of it too but this is his this is dave filoni's like ahsoka is the one he wanted to do and he got to do it 
and it really just says a lot that it actually fully happened and came out yeah um the big thing about it too is it's a direct sequel to i wouldn't say direct direct but it's like a very it pretty much is a direct sequel to rebels which it it literally just felt like the next season of rebels they just did a live action show instead of animated yeah which was interesting and with rebels you know for those that don't know like rebels is the more or less show that came out after clone wars it came out like you know where clone wars was a cartoon network show for the most part uh rebels came out in like disney xd and you Uh, like for those that don't know it looks when you put it next to clone wars it looks like shit i'm not gonna lie it's like a similar style but yeah it's just it's not quite as good it you're you're kind of looking at it like I thought Disney had more money and then you realize how cheap, like, I mean, we've seen it now in every facet, how cheap Disney is in terms of like for a company that boasts so much money, they lack the investment in quality now uh, because they're, they become so much they They become penny pinchers at this point. Uh, And it's kind of crazy to see that happen. um, And you're like, wow, they really don't know how to deliver quality anymore uh and no it's all about content and the content isn't quality either which is the funny part and so the uh rebels like i think the best example is look at bo katan you know you guys love bo katan from mandalorian look during clone wars and then look at her in rebels and you're like what are they doing how did this happen but you know we're not going to get into that more um but rebels you know it's about the the characters that are rebelling against the empire before rogue one before uh the original movie and stuff and it's got a, like kanan hera ezra uh sabine and zeb pretty much and chopper and chopper dude chopper's like the fucking best droid <laughs> and so you know by the end of the show kanan dies who was the jedi and ezra becomes a jedi himself for, uh, and pretty much like gets taken away by whales uh along with thrawn and he his also had fleet. an interesting like Every Jedi is, like, a little bit different in, like, what they're particularly good at. Ezra's is, like, the nature of the Force. Yeah, he seemed to be able to literally commune with animals to an extent, which is really interesting. Uh, And pretty much, like, it ends up where there's an epilogue, and it's, like, Ezra's been, like, lost in hyperspace because of the whales along with Thrawn and his fleet. Or, I think, one ship. I'm not... I think it was one ship. And pretty much like the rest fought in the rest of like the original trilogies fights and stuff and you see like Hera had Kanan's kid Zeb pretty much just does more rebel shit and we even it's see so him in an episode of Mandalorian that, like, it's so funny to me that Hera's kid is just straight up human with just green hair <laughs> I, I yeah. thought she like adopted a kid at first and I was like oh no he's literally just her kid well, yeah I, for- I totally forgot that they had a kid <laughs> where it's funny too because uh there's a Clone Wars episode where a clone actually like desserts and uh yeah. makes a family with a twilight woman and yeah, their kids are, they look much more twilight and it's just like okay um yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's like damn here's kid just got fucking gremlin or so i don't know what happened uh yeah, he looks he just got the weird. green hair pigment that's it yeah uh it's weird it's like you should have just looked twilight kid you want to look better i guess i don't know um, also apparently he's like also super strong with the force which i guess it makes sense yeah uh, seems to run in the family usually and we can definitely talk more about that at the end i haven't 
there's some stuff I do want to talk about just like going forward with the this universe. But uh, you have all them. Sabine kind of does her own thing too. And now you have them coming back here, but now in live action. And you're transitioning from animation to live action with all these characters. None of them have been live action before. I think you get Chopper for like a second in Rogue One, which is funny. Um, you, you do like get a little uh, Easter egg at one point. Um, huh. Yeah. I must have missed that. You also get oh, Harry. I, I don't think I wrote. You also get the ghost. Harry's ship is in Rogue One too. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I watched that show before. I Re- saw Rogue, Rogue One? One. So so I might I just. Oh, I might yeah. Just, you like, you watched Dribbles after Rogue One. Oh, I remember because you okay. more recently watched Rebels and then you mm-hmm. watched Rogue One when it came out. Uh, I know these things. Uh, but like, it's cool getting like, was it Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Hera? And Dude, I fr- she looked perfect. She did fantastic. I was just like, holy shit, you guys pulled it off. I can't believe it. And I forget who plays Sabine, but like, uh, you know, Ahsoka is played by Rosario Dawson, which is insane. And we already know, you know, we've seen her in Mandalorian. Or no, not Mandalorian. Boba Fett, technically. Yeah. Um, is where she shows. Oh, no, she also shows up Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian season two. And then Boba Fett after that in the weird That's fucking... That's where he got the uh, uh, Beskar spear. Yeah. Because of uh, what's her face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Natasha Liu Bordizo played Sabine. That's what it was. Um, and then of course we had a new character, Hugh Yang, which was, uh, the robe, the, like the Jedi trainer robot, which was David Tennant, which is funny. That was so funny. It was just like, all right. But I think in terms of animation live action with the way they looked, the way they acted, I think they got it down perfectly. I think we got everything we could have wanted, especially like, you know, we look at Ahsoka and it's like, well, you know, she was a lot younger in Clone Wars. Well, luckily she shows up in Rebels as well, and she's older. And Rosario Dawson's version does, like, even though the voice is substantially different in terms of, yeah. like, animated to live action, it still works amazingly. Like, I I can't unsee Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka now. Like, yeah, it's solidified. It, it works. She was, it was, like, perfect casting. Yeah. And so, uh, in terms of casting, in terms of visuals aesthetics everything i think they pulled it off greatly and i have no complaints they did good floney knew exactly what he was doing with this uh in terms of i guess the villains really um that's where things get a little bit different not in a negative way but it's just you know you have more original villains uh you also have someone finally becoming live action that has been highly sought after forever and, you know, it's not as good as it could have been, but that's also because they're never going to be as good as they could have been. I mean, yeah. it's not a, a predetermined thing where I don't want to be that guy that's like, you know, it's not going to be as good as the old version, blah, blah, blah. But the way they've been doing things, the way they have, like, you know, look at the fucking sequel trilogy, I don't think they're going to pull off something as good as the books of the Heir to the Empire trilogy. Uh, yeah. The Thrawn trilogy, actually, is, I guess, the better. The Timothy Zahn books. And, you know, with that, you get, real Zahn, you get the real Thrawn shit. You have Mary Jade Skywalker. It's so insane. And then this is much more like, you know, we have them in Rebels. And they do a, a, a good enough job where it's like, you know, I'm going to exploit the Twi'leks through their culture. That's how I attack them. And he's still the same type of character. It's just not as big because it's like, you know, 
I love the rebels and everything else, but they're not Thrawn status like uh, counterparts in a fight. If you think about it, like who does Thrawn who does Thrawn go up against in the Thrawn trilogy? It's like Luke and all the others. Like that's the thing. You have the main characters of the entire universe going up against him, and in this you have characters that aren't necessarily main. They're really cool characters, but they're not the same like stature of importance. Uh, that I would consider like worthy adversaries for him, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, I don't know if I'm like overreaching for it, but honestly, no, that's how I, mean, I feel. Kinda, because like the whole time, like it, basically this entire season boiled down to the main characters trying to find uh, find a way to prevent Thrawn from coming back, because he is literally the greatest threat to the entire galaxy. Yeah, not just the rebels, because. If he comes back, he might actually have enough like pull with like the remnants of the Empire to get people like organized enough to actually represent a threat to the New Republic. Yeah, because don't forget, like the Empire by the end still was like a vastly large contingent against the rebels. Like they still outnumbered the rebels technically. Yeah, it's just they lost. Well, their two flagship vehicles. They lost the second Death Star. They lost the Superstar Destroyer, they lost Darth Vader, they lost the Emperor. So pretty much you cut off the head of the snake, and you also took off, like, their two biggest, like, weapons and modes of just power. And that's why I was just like, well, fuck. It's like the whole thing of, like, Coruscant, I believe. Uh, I could be wrong, but I think this is still canon. Like, uh, when they take down the Emperor statue at the end of the sixth movie, uh there's a riot and basically all those people get like shot at by stormtroopers. Like there's still the Imperials are still in Coruscant. So it's not like it immediately yeah. goes perfect right after that. Like it's a whole thing. No, I mean, and, we saw in the Mandalorian that there's like a bunch of basically warlords left over from the empire that are like fighting for like what's left of like the galaxy, I guess. Yeah. And there's literally like one dude is like, yeah, but what if Thrawn comes back and like, you know, reunites us all to like a common goal like oh that'll never happen yeah what was it moff gideon's like shut up yeah <laughs> and then he dies yeah. uh, god it's um, happening but yeah thrawn is thrawn like the whole thing if i recall in the books like he gets a, a like an old old republic like dreadnought fleet or something crazy i forget what it was but it was like a whole thing of like, he comes back with this old ass fleet of ships and he's like, yeah, these are some ancient powerful ships. I'm going to use these. And everyone's like, oh, fuck and stuff. But for this one, he's like, I'm stuck. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, we're just kind of stuck here. We've been surviving. We I, need to. I did appreciate, <clears throat> excuse me. I did appreciate that, like to get the, his Star Destroyer back to like, the other galaxy like the star wars galaxy they had to build a giant hyperspace like ring like uh Obi and bring it in use in yeah. the original movies yeah and they had to bring it in like it's like i have to build it from the outside and bring it inside kind of thing yeah. otherwise he was, was stuck there that was super cool i think the coolest thing too was his you know think about how his stormtroopers and his people look before and then after this, like, they're, like, so, so much more I hardened. That, like, like, all the touches that, like, they've clearly spent, even with, like, almost no hope of ever returning home, 
they still were trying their best to like maintain their armor and weapons and shit and just like keep it together yeah i thought the design for all that was really cool and they yeah. i think they did a good job of like trying to make it as real as possible Dude, the one stormtrooper with like the the gold centurion face helmet was like i don't know why there's only one of them but that's fucking cool oh yeah that was the what was his name captain something um i'll have to find it but yeah he was really cool looking and the ship itself just looked interesting too because it's like did they paint the ship i can't remember or was it just like uh just damaged and old i mean it's definitely damaged and old like part of it was like a bunch of panels were missing and shit because they were just like well we we don't have the resources to like go out and basically instead of trying to find new resources to maintain the shit that they had to maintain they just were like strip mining the unimportant stuff from like the whole of the the ship to basically just be like well we need metal we don't need all of these panels yeah and the captain was captain enoch uh was the guy Mm. so yeah they were really cool very biblical yeah what was interesting too was the planet was in a proto night sister planet apparently yeah that was also interesting i thought it was going to be like completely abandoned but it's like it, this is apparently where the Death Mary and the Night Sisters might have come from. Like, apparently, there was a whole like empire in another galaxy, which is also crazy too. Because just the thought that Death Mary isn't their home world. It is their home world yeah. now, but it's not their like biological like spawning ground or whatever. Which is, and then you get like ancient Night Sisters, and you're just kind of looking at a like, how out of touch are they with like? The Night Sisters that were on Dathomir were they exactly the yeah. same, or were it were they a lot? Were they different? able to like commune through their magic or something like intergalactically? Yeah, and then you had uh, what's her face, Morgan um, Elspeth, I think Morgan. Yeah, um, she like you don't know she's a Night Sister at all until this show. Yeah, and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, there's sometimes where like Dathomiri women are just like regular looking. Well, I, guess I think we'll she's the like first. A normal human. Yeah, this is like the first case no, we get of that. In Jedi Fallen Order, there was like one other Death Mary character that joins your crew, and she literally just Are you has talking like about Marin? Yeah. She looks fully Death Mary. She's like pale as hell and everything. Well, she is, but it's like she doesn't look like, uh, well, I was going to say Ventress, but I guess Ventress also just looks like uh, pale. So uh, never mind. Ign- yeah. Ignore everything. <laughs> but like Elspeth Morgan, like lo- looks regular. She doesn't, she doesn't yeah. have like white pale skin or anything like that until like, until she like accepts the, uh, she gets activated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that was like, Oh shit. And then she's like, I'm dead. Um, but I think yeah, Elspeth was, was disappointing. <laughs> Elspeth was an interesting character of like, you know, it feels like a cool samurai episode when she shows up in Mandalorian season two when she yeah. fights Ahsoka that time. I literally forgot that was the same character until yeah. like after the show. And I was like, oh, wait, yeah, what? Oh. <laughs> and having her again now, um, she's more there. I guess she felt like more of a, not a political villain, but like a, an intrigue villain, I guess. Yeah. Uh, because when it, when it, once combat really happens, she gets like... You already know she had no chance of winning. She kind of like knew she was going to die staying behind kind of thing. And you're like, oh, yeah, you're, you're fucking dead. Like, you're not going to survive this. Yeah. Uh, even if they give her like a magic death Mary sword, there's she's just like not going to defeat Ahsoka. Yeah, there was zero chance. It's like, bro, how are you going to beat the I, I really liked how they kept going. Like, you're the Padawan of Anakin Skywalker. Like, that really says a lot. 
and you're like yeah. oh shit um and you're like dude the the moment where thrawn like looks up ahsoka's file and he's like her master was anakin skywalker okay <laughs> like he, like he knows He's like, I need, I got everything I need. That's yeah. all I needed. I'm like, he's like, okay, cool. Um, at least I feel like also he's like, you know, of all the people, I feel like that's the one that would have joined me the most if it's like the, the apprentice of Darth Vader kind of thing. Yeah. But you know, she's her, and that's not gonna happen. Uh, then we had, yeah, the Night Sisters were cool and stuff. Um, we don't really have to talk more about the Nine Sisters or Elspeth, no. I think. Well, the show didn't talk about them much. It's yeah, like, no, oh, it's here. Like, there's not much to say. But the two I honestly thought were the most interesting and the best, uh, I guess, displayed of the villains were uh, Lord Balin or Balin Skull and his apprentice Shinhati. Yeah. And honestly, fuck, I wanted a show about them. I was like, you don't even care. I'm like, I like everything here, but these are without a doubt the two coolest characters. And it makes even everything even more tragic because Balin's actor, Lord uh, Ray Steve, I was gonna say Lord yeah. Stevenson, uh, Ray Stevenson passed away after yeah. the show, and I'm like, he did so good. He did so good, and it's like, dude, we are not gonna get any more of this. That sucks. Unless like they they're recast gonna have to him. recast this guy because or this character because like literally the teaser at the end of this season was like him going off doing something, maybe contacting like the father of the force was that what you're thinking with it maybe well because that was like the the, that was like the teaser they showed was like the statue he was like uh like standing on that is true i forgot that the sister the the brother and the father or whatever so fucking insane so they 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 have to use that that is some deep felony stuff like when you go back to that clone wars episode you're like did we just come to the beginning yeah (laughs) oh my god what insanity um yeah they have to recast him i think they can it's not like leia where it's you know i mean they recast i hate to say it but it's they should recast a lot of these main characters because if you're trying to go off of just like we're gonna spend a million dollars just on making luke look young make leia look young and real and i guess even han now too uh how the fuck are we they're just ignoring them for the duration of yeah these people basically become completely useless after return of the jedi and won't show up until the sequel trilogy yeah and that's it and that is one of the reasons why i was just like everything sucks uh and just knowing what adventures they have in the Legends books versus what they have now is just... its just Luke tried to make a new Jedi school, failed, and then ran away and never came back. <laughs> wow, what an interesting story. That's so cool, guys. Yeah. Yeah, so I think they should start recasting people. Like, it's like, oh, no, Billy Lord was uh, in the sequel trilogy. I don't give a fuck. Make her Leia. Uh, like, bring back, what was his face? Uh... Walden Emmerich or whatever, who played uh, Han in the Solo movie. Like, yeah. make them slightly older. Sebastian Stan, make him Luke Skywalker. Like, just do these things. And we Dude, can like finally those... continue the fucking characters we actually care about. I, I'm not saying I don't care about Ahsoka and all these ones. I love them. But no one comes close to those original three. Like, yeah. give us our adventures we want with them. It, it would make 
20 times more interesting content yeah no i mean those i back when luke showed up in uh mandalorian season two or whatever like people did deep fakes of like what what would it look like if sebastian stan had played him and it's like dude he straight up just looks like luke yeah that is ridiculous and it's like what is mark hamill gonna complain like bro he fucking charges 500 dollars at fan expo like i don't care what he says he's got money he's fine yeah that's fair <laughs> like it's it's like i love mark hamill i mean he didn't even like the sequel trilogy he fucking hated it too dude it's so funny to see the interviews of him going like yeah i don't i don't think they got it right <laughs> i think he i feel like he'd be understanding of it and if you ask yeah. harrison ford be like what the fuck are you talking to me about this he's like get out of my face i don't care like Harrison Ford does not care. Yeah. He does not give two shits. The fuck's a Red Hulk? <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. But yeah, back to these two characters. Uh, Lord Balin, the the fact that he's like a Jedi from the Clone Wars, and he survives Order sixty six too. And it's like, hey, look, guys, another Jedi survived Order sixty six. Yeah. There's like eighty of you, aren't there? He's like, oh, we keep they keep coming out of the woodwork, apparently. Uh, but he's like, you know, he he's like, you know, I get we fucked up, so I give up on being a Jedi. But I'm not a Sith either. It's like you don't really know what he is. He's just kind of there. He's like a like I don't think they straight up said that he was trying to be a gray Jedi, but that's like essentially he was trying to be neutral about the philosophy of using the Force. Yeah, and he's just like, well, I'll just use it because it makes me. Powerful, and their lightsabers but... aren't even red; they're like yeah, it's orange. Like orange. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, and the fact that he isn't even getting—he's not going the Sith. Like you never feel it at all that he's going to the Sith. And you see Shinhati, who is his apprentice, his Padawan. She even has the Padawan braid. Like, he kept a lot of that philosophy. And I'm like, why? I think it's like the Finn effect, kind of, where there's this really interesting concept that sounds so cool, but they don't understand that they have a piece of flawless gold in their hands and they just kind of put it to the side and go, that's not what we're talking about. It's the thing where we had Finn as a stormtrooper turn cloak becoming a Jedi is such an interesting concept that they just threw out of the window. And now we have a Jedi who survived order 66 becomes gray, but still upkeeps a lot of the philosophies to then train a Padawan. And it's like, we're going to make them the antagonists and probably not going to be the main characters of the story. And it's like, yeah, it's so weird that they're like one of the most interesting things in the show. And they're just like a side thing. Yeah. And it's so Ravy Stevenson did a phenomenal job as Balin school. Shin Hati played by Ivana Sacco, Sacno. I had to double check that. Did a really good job. I think Ravy Stevenson, I'm not even saying this because he passed away. I think he did the best job in that entire show. I think he was the coolest character in that entire show. Everything about him just seethed cool and just well, interesting. Like every time, yeah, exactly. Every time that he was on the show or on screen, I was just like, I want to know more about this guy. Because like he's working with the Night Sisters to bring back Thrawn, but he says he he doesn't care about the Empire. Like he's not going Sith. He's not trying to do something evil. He claims that he's doing all of this for like 
a greater purpose. Yeah. And so I was just like, I need to know what this guy is doing. Because if he's doing all this shit, bringing Thrawn back and maybe like leading to the deaths of like millions of people across thousands of worlds because of like the war starting up again for something good. Like what, what does he see is like worth all of that? Man, I'm really sad this dude died. It, it, it yeah. just, oh my God, I can't believe it. it uh. And that was the thing. Like every time he was on screen, I, I was just like, this guy seems like he sees a bigger picture than everyone else is seeing. And he just doesn't need to like bring them in on it. Cause he's like, they're not important yeah. to my vision. I really hope whoever they bring on just has that i don't even know if it's charisma just it's it's like um the sternness or something i don't i don't know how to describe it but he was probably i'm gonna be honest i think alert in terms of just an interesting type of character like i i love bo katan because of her legacy of all the clone wars shit it's really cool same with ahsoka but like in this one they're like Ahsoka's just a lot more contained i think is the yeah. word i'm going to say for it which we'll talk more about the heroes later but um i think that's what kind of held back a little bit was there was just so much more containment in terms of the in terms of her specifically as a character like you kind of get more emotion and everything else from sabine until like a key there's a key part of the show that we'll talk about that's like uh, probably the best part of the show besides yeah. Balin, and I think, like, besides him, I'm looking through all different shows. Andor had interesting characters, but in, just in terms of a character I want to follow afterwards. Like, Mandalorian is cool because he's a mysterious gunfighter, but he, you, you already know kind of what you're getting out of him. You're getting adventure. That's what mm -hmm. you're getting out of him. Him, I'm getting character. And that's something we haven't gotten, I feel like, in a long time from if i it's honestly put him in like in terms of a dude i just want to know more about his character it, it's like he's probably up there as like a top 10 type of character in this universe now uh oh, yeah. just in terms of just i need to know who this guy is i want to know who this guy is he seems like he lived a more interesting life than more of the other characters because it's like hey i want a different route again because it's like you go to what jedi fallen order hey this dude also survived the jedi order uh, the, the the jedi purge and he's on dathomir uh, join me calcast just we're gonna fucking do weird crazy shit on dathomir yeah. i don't even wear a shirt anymore and it's like oh we gotta kill this guy he's fucking weird <laughs> yeah he's got a little lost his mind the dude walked into the restaurant without a shirt on he's got to be dealt with uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you know you have that guy and then you have him and you're like yeah, I, I, I'm more on the, I'm in the Balin train right now, guys. Uh, so, phenomenal character. I think, like I said, stole the show. Easily the most interesting character. Uh, Shin Hati, at least we get to have same actress next season. I do want to see a lot yeah. more of her uh, and see what's going to go on. And, and it'll be very interesting to see who they recast him as because they have to stop being afraid of recasting people at this point. Like, I get it. You want to use your fucking CG stuff that still makes him look kind of half stiff and stuff. And you have to have Luke completely covered uh, to make him work well. Otherwise, he's just kind of there like, greetings. <laughs> and you're like, hey, Luke. Um, but yeah. Okay. Uh, moving forward to the next topic. Uh, 
this one, I just want to do a quick, before we get to the other characters, music talk. Uh, the Ahsoka theme is probably one of the best themes we've gotten in a long time, I think. Uh, it's the credits theme that they plays each time. Mm. Uh, and it's uh, composed, with the rest of the soundtrack is composed by Kevin Kleiner. And he's the current composer. He was a composer for Ahsoka. He also composed all of the Clone Wars, including the Clone Wars movie, Rebels, and uh, a few other things. So he's kind of the one who, in this world where we now don't have John Williams anymore, uh, I'm not saying, you know, he's still alive. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it like that. But he retired. Uh, Indiana Jones was his last movie he was going to compose for. That was his finale. And he's, you know, made all these iconic songs for Star Wars, all this music that's been amazing. But, you know, ever since he left, which he also did the sequel trilogy, which, you know, like, he kept going. And after that, we've gotten different composers for different shows, you know. I I don't actually know who did The Mandalorians, which, you know, The Mandalorian theme is amazing, too. But it's such a distinct one that just kind of hones in on him specifically. Whereas I think Kevin Kleiner understands is probably the closest to John Williams in terms of having an overall understanding of this world and each different type of theme for other characters and everything else. And the whole thing with like the Ahsoka theme, it kind of combines Hera, Sabine, and Ahsoka's stuff in one, more or less. Like it, it I feel like, I think he actually took stuff from the Rebels music and kind of put them together a bit more uh, along with Clone Wars and I then made that. this. Cause and, I mean, they're so similar or like literally tied together shows. Yeah. So I could see the themes bleeding together. He should be, if they're going to come back with more theatrical cut films, especially if they're Jedi centric, he should be probably the one that's going to compose for these. He should be doing the features uh, when they come out. I think this is the dude that picks up the staff that John Williams put down. Um, you know, they could have other composers for other small projects for other series and stuff, but anything I think that Filoni has his hands on, Kleiner will be there. And I think, like I said, though, anything that's going to be on a big screen, he should be the one that's going to do it. I feel very strongly about this. Um, but I just want to say that. But like I said, I think Ahsoka's, um, music for that theme goes up, like, in terms of the Disney era music um i think the three songs that have really hit off are the ray theme that williams did in episode seven uh which you know it's probably the best part about that trilogy um the mandalorian theme and now the ahsoka theme i think those are the probably the three best songs we've gotten out of the disney era star wars which is kind of crazy to say because what uh, what Force Awakens came out in like, what, 2013 or something? Yeah. Uh, so, or 2014, one of the two. I think it was like 2014. Um, maybe it was 2015. I don't remember. But pretty much almost for a decade, I, I feel like there's only like three songs I've really liked, which is kind of crazy. I feel like there yeah, should no, be more by I'm, now. <laughs> I'm like struggling to remember any other like themes that like pop out to me. I don't know. Because literally every one of the characters of the original trilogy has their own very recognizable themes so it's just weird that i was just like 
what is Finn's theme? Does Finn even have a theme? I don't know. Uh, uh, what is that theme he has when he walks out of the um, the back to tank or whatever in his little naked bubble suit? <laughs> Boom. There you go. Yeah. Uh, fucking getting tased by <sighs> fucking heroes. It literally, every time I think of how much they wasted Finn as a character, I get, like, actually mad. It, that's hard to do for yeah, me. Yeah, they, oh my god, gotta appease China, you know? I If there's another reason why it wasn't even just China, it's just like, if it's, I mean, already that's a bad enough reason, is yeah. like, but like, if there's anything else, I'm just like, you guys, you guys had gold and you fucked it up. You guys actually could have done a good job. Yeah, like, a force-sensitive turncloak stormtrooper. Are you kidding me? That's like the coolest thing I've heard in like years. Um, but I guess into the heroes, like each character kind of had a one-word role. If you notice what I put there, it's like Sabine goes rogue, Ahsoka gives chase, Hera mm-hmm. politics, and yeah. Ezra. <laughs> I'm here. I'm found. <laughs> It's like a, and it's funny because it's like, oh, Zeb wasn't in this. He was only in that one like Mandalorian scene. And it's that like. so weird that he showed up in, like, I literally thought that it was just like another one of his species, not literally Zeb. No, there's a species I'm pretty sure. I don't know if they're still in hiding, but yeah, they like left. Remember? Um, no, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I think Sabine is my least favorite character in the entire show. I'm going to agree she, with that. I just like, I. She, I thought she was one of the coolest characters in Rebels because she literally has to learn to like reaccept her family that she basically just like left because she didn't want to be a part of the whole Mandalorian Wars and everything. So like I just thought she was a really cool character in Rogue or Rebels. Yeah. And in this show, I'm like, why is she so like anti- like following orders like she literally doesn't listen to anyone no matter how good of advice they're giving her like literally from the moment that ahsoka shows up and is like hey i have i maybe have a map here to thrawn and i know you want to find ezra but like we need to figure out a way to like destroy this shit and sabine's like she literally tells her don't take this anywhere like this is like the most important thing in our possession right now and she just immediately takes it and try. She does figure out how to open it herself. And we get Ezra back, and that's yeah. like, what happened? Oh, Thrawn escaped. It was like the one thing we didn't want. This was yeah. This was the one thing we didn't want to happen. Like, was it worth it, Sabine? Was it? And I also just I thought it was such a weird, like out of left field thing that Sabine was being trained by Ahsoka to be a Jedi, and I was just like. And Chris had just watched Rebels, like, because he had apparently never watched the show and actually, like, did it all to, like, get ready for Ahsoka. And I asked him, like, D- was there any part in the show where uh, where Sabine shows any aptitude to the Force or any interest in learning to be a Jedi? And because I don't remember. And he was like, no, there was zero indication of that. So that was weird. The closest they come to it is Kanan training her to use the Darksaber. And that's only because they want her to use the Darksaber. Yeah for literal political purposes and that was it um otherwise there was nothing else there and i do agree that she was the weakest character in the show i also think that or at least of the heroes i think also that she doesn't need to be a jedi um 
Yeah. I mean, also, I'm not going to lie. It was funny when they first created her concept and you look at her and you're like, that's the Mandalorian. <laughs> and you're like, oh, it's the, it's like the, <laughs> it's, the designs are just like, what the fuck is this? And, you know, she grows on you a bit, but she was never, you know, when you go like, who's your favorite Rebels characters? I don't think. I don't know. I'm sure there's some people, but like Sabine's not going to be the one I go, Sabine. It's going to be like, yeah, Kanan or Ezra or probably Hera. Yeah, she was probably like middle of the list for me. Yeah. yeah. I, I personally loved Kanan and Hera the most. Um, those were probably yeah. my favorite characters. And then Ahsoka showed up and I was like, you know, Ahsoka and Maul showed up. And I'm like, you know what? Never mind. These are my favorite characters. <laughs> I like yeah. the crazy old Dathomir man and the fucking like thought, disgraced padawan so i thought it was really weird that they were trying so hard to like you said they she doesn't need to be a jedi so i thought it was really weird that they were trying to force her to learn how to use a lightsaber when that's really not how mandalorians fight with like sabers and, and she kept switching back and forth anyway yeah like, like so many times and i'm like all right and so I was like, and she kept trying to use like force push and stuff. And it, uh, it somehow she figured out that out by the end of the show. But I was just like, you know, learning how to push things is not the most useful thing that Jedi can do. Like one of the things that make Jedi so dangerous in battle and stuff is they are extremely percept- uh, perceptive. Yeah. They are just able to perceive everything around them better than everyone else can. And that's why they're able to like block blaster bolts with their lightsaber, not because they like are really good at tracking the bolts with their eyes. They just can like feel what to do, basically. So what if they taught Sabine how to do that? Instead of teaching her how to use like force push and shit, teach her how to use like incredible perception to just like one shot everything with her blasters. Just like know where to shoot without having to see it. Like that would have been really cool to see. But instead, they're like, no, traditional Jedi. I think it's also funny that they kind of Mandalorianized her, like mm. Din in this one. You know, like Din is like, I'm literally wearing plot armor with, with the yeah. Beskar. He just literally, it, it, he takes more hits than I've ever seen anyone take in a Star Wars thing. Where it's just like, oh, this is natural now. This is how we explain all of it. It's not like sheer, it's no, no knock against him, but it's just funny seeing the sheer, uh, if I didn't wear this, I'd probably be dead because there's not oh, the, yeah. there's not the skill of avoiding everything and surviving like the other characters do that aren't even Jedi. They're like, you know, I'm just that skilled that I can like move around in combat and not get hit and shit. And if I do get hit, it sucks. But otherwise, I get through it with sheer skill. I don't have this shit on. I, I just have to do it. And I think that's probably the biggest like... I'm not knocking Beskar, but I just think it's overly utilized. And for Sabine, specifically also, seeing her in Rebels, not really ever taking hits, right? She doesn't, like, get yeah. shot and, like, is standing there like, I'm, a me- I'm like a giant meat shield, it's fine, blah, 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 blah. Uh, in, th- in this one, she, all of a sudden, she's like, yeah, I could take hits, whatever. And, like, it's getting shot at constantly, too, and just, like, kind of taking it. And I'm like, did she always have Beskar? Like, was that it? Because it's her I, same I armor. Guess. It's her same armor from Rebels, but I guess she just lacks the... Uh, now that I'm a Jedi, I suck at fucking dodging, apparently. I guess that's how it works. <laughs> I don't really... I think that's the, the only issue I have with uh, 
the way I guess Filoni's been doing it is I really wish he'd take this into like just understand this kind of thing. Uh, it, it would make things more. I don't know. I'm just getting tired of people just standing there getting shot at. It's just kind of annoying. It's like at least with the Jedi, you're like bah, 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 bah. this one's just like ooh ooh ooh, and I'm like oh my god. I'm just all right. I'm best guard out, bro. I'm a little best guard out. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, besides the so- uh, uh, Sabine, like Hera, I think had a very interesting utilization because they're using her she's not really getting to be herself i think that's one issue i had with the show is i feel like they're more just bridges to the star wars world or at least hera is they're they're like we're gonna use hera as an example of how star wars politics are in terms of like the new republic she's just gonna be a foil for the new republic she's not actually gonna have that much other kind of involvement really besides like trying to do some other shit but it's like oh this is how the new republic congress acts and stuff here's this shitty chancellor who apparently i think is um dude everyone hates that guy (laughs) uh one of my friends the one that told me to watch star wars resistance apparently there's a character in it that's the son of that guy oh and that's why i guess some people recognized him because he is in the show too and it's like the son's like you know I don't think my dad's that great of a politician kind of thing. Like it actually is like that where he is like a denier of the empire. And obviously it's like, Hey, I think he gets blown up (laughs) because the whole system gets destroyed by the super Omega death star. Um, the star killer base. Uh, so, Oh yeah, that's what it was. People were like, I hope he was there. (laughs) Oh, did people say that the planet exploded? (laughs) Yeah. He, I think he was. I, I think they, they like have him explode. Yeah. It was kind of interesting to see like Hera going from rebels and being like basically the one who's like in charge of the crew and like she's the one who rushes into danger headfirst every time because she's the one that has to and she's like the best pilot in the fucking galaxy basically. But uh, in this like besides the war's Luke. over. Yeah. Yeah. Besides Luke. And I guess, well, Anakin's dead. And Han. Yeah. Uh, she's a very good pilot. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. And Wedge. Oh, is he still around? Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit, he is. <laughs> nice shot, Lando. <laughs> uh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, but it was just interesting to see, like, the war's over. Like, she, and she's been basically promoted to general. So she's not the one going, like, you know, in the, uh, she's not the one leading the charge anymore. She's the one behind the scenes, like, well, not exactly behind the scenes. She's the one, like, doing the politics, like you said. And it was just interesting to see her, like, hating it. It's just like, I don't like all this red tape. I just want to go save my my people. And the and I know where they are and how to do it. But the, the politicians are saying, like, no, you have no proof that this is important. And then my Mothma's there just like, fuck yeah <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah i think i think harry needs better utilization next season or at least i hope she gets to be herself next season is what i want to yeah. say i just want to see her be a pilot and do crazy stuff and be a general i think that's cool that she gets to like command a cruiser and stuff but uh yeah ezra i think they did ca- good casting for ezra that was really cool yeah I think his I th- character, I think they got him right. I think they did go to Ezra. I thought it was so cool that because he was stranded without his lightsaber and he had no way to build another one, 
he just seemed to spend his time well one he like got uh friendly with the locals and they're just like cool with him which is cool <laughs> uh and he just focused on his force training yeah to the point where he was straight up able to like block a lightsaber sl- uh, swipe with just the force he just straight up held the lightsaber back which was one of the coolest effects in the show because you're seeing like the force blow the saber like a kind of it's it, it, god that was cool yeah he literally is just like i don't need the lightsaber the force is my only ally also just side note balin was stronger than ahsoka huh I guess so, because she seemed to never be able to, like, best him. Yeah. She, I think she straight up, like, ran away in the last fight. She did. Yeah. Yeah. Palin was, yeah. Um, and then Ahsoka... But to be fair, she was also like, I don't have time for this shit. Yeah, she didn't. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, like, Ahsoka herself, you know, she was fine throughout the show. It wasn't, like, a nothing to really talk about until there was. Dude, and I think God. what they got yeah. right here... <laughs> Is what they got wrong in Obi Wan, where in Obi Wan it was just like a look, and you're like, what "The fuck was this, bro?" And then because you're like, "Oh, here's one little training snippet," because fuck it, but this, dude, for the the first time I watched great. that scene, I forgot that this show takes place after he's dead. So I thought the whole thing was just like the Force talking to her using Anakin's form, and then after I realized, like, no, we've seen he has a Force ghost that's really him talking to her and i was yeah. just like oh my god i just love this is who he chooses to go back to it's just like yeah. i, I can hey, finally snips. talk to my son and daughter no 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 i gotta talk to my paddle one it was <sighs> so good they they did like dh him a bit uh and they got him what's so cool is this is the first time we're seeing him in the uh clone wars armor that he has in the show yeah because you know he never really gets to wear this stuff in the movies so it's just really cool to finally get that to happen it's also really cool to see him go back and forth between like light and dark anakin yeah it and it's all just to test her it's all for her like he's not actually going evil and stuff but i think the shot the best shot of the show by far is just him walking through the storm with and it's funny because you see what fight that is that's the fight Mm -hmm. on ryloth because the mm-hmm. Twi'lek rebels are there. And I'm like, dude, that's so cool that they chose to even, like, do that. Because you have Twi'lek rebels and clones running towards, like, the, the fight. And him walking there, too. And also, you... were, were those, like, practical clone troopers, too? Yeah. It's like one of the few times I think you so. see those. I think so. And it, oh, my God, it looks so good. It, it's amazing. It And then just the, the Darth Vader lightning strike for a second. Mm. Or, like, with the shells move. Like, so when the good. artillery is, I guess, going down or whatever. Um, that was amazing that I think Anakin coming back. And I think this is probably the best Hayden Christensen we've gotten on screen was this. Also kudos to that kid who played young Ahsoka. Like she looked fucking perfect. You know who that girl is? That's the daughter from Barbie movie. I, yeah, I forgot about that. I did did hear about that and I was just straight up like, what? Yeah. Everything. She did a great job as a young Ahsoka. I really enjoyed that. Uh, but just having Anakin there worked so well. And I like that they took out like the George Lucas style whiny Anakin and put in the Clone Wars style. I don't whine Anakin from the yeah. cartoon. And I'm like, 
I'm a general. I'm here to take charge. This is so good. And just the way he talks. Like, if you watch him in even episode three, it's not fair. <laughs> and then in this one, he's just like, fail, choose, death or life. And I'm like, this is so good. Everything feels so good. That was easily, that episode goes next to the Boba Fett and Luke episodes of Mandalorian season two. As mm-hmm. the top three best Star Wars of Disney is done, or those three episodes now. Literally, that entire episode, I was just like riveted and just like eyes glued to the screen the entire time. It and the fact that it, they use the paths in it, the, the the paths of the forest that you yeah. get in that Rebel episode with Ezra, makes it even better. And then I, I will say, I really did love seeing him at the end of uh, the show, like just kind of watching as a Force ghost. Yeah. And I'm like, is that his send off? But I'm like, bro, just if you're doing Ahsoka season two, put him in again. Just give us more Anakin. Like, I want more Anakin. I, I just, Dude, I never thought I'd say so it. Cool. I want more Anakin. Give us more Anakin. Well, because like supposedly Qui Gon, like Qui Gon, supposedly spent years talking to Obi Wan in the desert to like train him how to do all this. Oh shit. Uh, like, yeah, and in that wonderful, wouldn't it be scene cool? Obi Wan just keeps showing up. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh hey, how's it go? I someone, someone, um edited it so it looks like he's wearing vacation clothing or something <laughs> he's got like a sun hat and shit and he's like oh what's up oh we want i'm here <laughs> it's so stupid oh my god what a stupid it's show. so weird to me that i literally forget that the obi-wan show even exists and it's like i think it's funny that we're like we know qui-gon comes back as a force ghost because at the end of episode three and it was just <laughs> how bad that show was and him just showing up like that was just like <laughs> we have to have a like a chase where someone is chasing luke but never sees a lightsaber so that the line in in episode four makes sense where he's like i've never seen one of these before oh hey mahalo everyone let's go train uh, over there bro <laughs> we're gonna do training it's really how it went. Oh my god, what is uh I, that show is bad. Um but yeah, uh I, I just desperately want more Anakin now. I never yeah. I just it's so good the way they did that. That was amazing. They I feel so good for Hayden Christensen. Like he got He probably so feels so good so about much, that. I mean like him so and Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar, they get applause now and they go yeah. anywhere. It, yeah. it's they really do deserve that. I, I I really think they they got such a shit out of the stick. And it wasn't even his fucking acting's dude, fault. It yeah, was like, it was George. Dude, George George Lucas was the George, one that told him George. to act like that. <laughs> and it's like we just were like George. It, it's all the. It's not Hayden's fault. It's just George. It's not George's fault. He just needed more people to say no. Yeah, that's dude, really dude. what it was. He needed less yes men. The I mean, it was this, you know. Now it's like we can just say. It's Disney's fault. <laughs> One of the funniest moments in the Red Letter Media, uh, like, reviews of the prequel trilogy movies is, like, there's a shot where they, I guess it's, like, from behind the scenes or whatever, and it's, like, Lucas giving a direction to how he wants Hayden Christensen to act in a certain scene, and, like, the look on Christensen's face is, like, this guy's a fucking moron, but okay, I'll do it. <laughs> so good. Would you say for Ahsoka's show, was Ahsoka the protagonist? I mean, she was supposed to be, but she was kind of like one of the least interesting characters. I don't know. We have our character, the main character of the show, we call him the protagonist. (laughs) (laughs) It's Um, funny because like, 
her the entire show she seemed very like subdued in how she like acted I said she and, yeah and she moved but i think that was intentional yeah so yeah i i do like i said what, what did they I, I used the word earlier it started with a c it was like she was contained yeah, yeah. she was just really contained and it felt same with hera Hera was also contained. They just felt yeah. contained. And then you let Sabine run wild. And we were like, no, not Sabine. <laughs> I mean, I know it's like probably just like partly personal preference. But one of the scenes where I was just like, there's something off about this was uh, later on when they're like doing their mad dash to try to get to Thrawn before he leaves. And they're fighting like a room full of stormtroopers. And Ahsoka is just... She does like a spinny move with her lightsabers to block shots, and it, but she moves so slowly that I'm like, I think what they're going for is she's just like that in tune with the force that she doesn't have to do quick movements. A lot of speed, yeah. But it, it ends up looking like boring, mm. unfortunately, to at least to me. I get that. Um, but I don't know if I have anything else on this. I think I think that's really everything. I guess overall, how did you feel? Uh, about Ahsoka like did you... I think overall I was just kind of like okay on the show and I think a lot of that is just like there were a couple scenes that were really really good and the rest of the show is just kind of like okay yeah so it all it balances out to like that was a good show for me I guess I enjoyed myself um yeah. I guess this is the easiest thing to say I don't think it's up there it's definitely not up there with Andor uh, that was a weird thing. I was so much more hyped on Ahsoka than Andor, and I was like, "How are they going to make an Andor show?" That guy died. You're like, "Oh, this is the best <laughs> show that you like, fucking made. How the hell did you yeah. guys make a show this good?" Um, I didn't know this show could make me feel things. I think it's below Andor and Mandalorian, and it's easily above like Obi Wan, and it's above Boba Fett. That's yeah. where it stands. Um, I think it's closer to the Mandalorian than it is to Boba Fett. But it's also not, you know, it's fucking, they just kind of fucked up Go with it. Uh, halfway. I think it's half good, half bad. Um, otherwise, like I said, it had one of the most interesting characters in Balin's Skull. And it had one of the best moments of Anakin and Ahsoka. Uh, so it has things that are pivotal and things that you can't really even go up against now. Like those are going to be, there's like Hall of Fame things that you had uh, one one character, one moment are now Hall of Famers. I feel like uh, for yeah. Disney Star Wars and just Star Wars in general. Uh, but otherwise, going forward, like okay, so we've gotten Ahsoka, we've gotten three seasons of Mandalorian, we've gotten Andor, we've gotten uh, you know the second season of Visions and shit. Uh, we basically have one more season of Andor. We have one more season of Bad Batch. We have... We don't know what's happening next for Mandalorian. Um, we have that skeleton crew show with Jude Law, whatever the fuck that is. And we have that Acolyte High, uh, High Republic show about the Sith. Um, how do we see this going forward with Thrawn? Because what we know about is there's a there's like the the books that are supposed to be like the three main books to bridge like the original trilogy to the new trilogy uh i forget what it's called it's like aftermath and some other ones but i think thrawn shows up in those i'm pretty sure so it's like we get thrawn in this and it leads into that book uh which i think has like a lot of the characters we like from the original trilogy in it but 
does that mean is Throng going to be a center point for Ahsoka still in season two if they do a season two? Or is it going I to say be... Probably, I want to say he'd probably be the Ahsoka villain because one thing that I guess worries me, we already know that this Thrawn stuff doesn't go anywhere because by episode seven... He's, he's not already even been thought. taken care of. Yeah, they never even mention like the Thrawn Rebellion or anything. They like, pretty much, you know, I feel like they're they're slowly trying to make the First Order happen in maybe. terms of this world. Like, I think they're leading to the creation of the First Order or something like that. Mm. Um, but I also, I'm going to be completely honest. I could give two shits about the creation of the First Order. I could give two shits about the start of Snoke. I could give two shits about that entire conspiracy that they're like doing in the back of like creation of yeah. Snoke and the Palpatine coming back. And uh, I guess they're going to use Grogu somehow and shit. And I'm like, I, I uh, maybe, uh, although I think the Grogu plot was just a Moff Gideon thing, but maybe uh, it's hard well, to say. Maybe. I don't know. Cause the whole thing is like, Clone Wars improved the prequels. It did a little bit, uh, at least for two and three. Like it made you feel there was more substance between them. It is weird how much that show like improves that that like arc. So I think for all the new, uh, like the in between stuff like Mandalorian, like Boba Fett, like uh, Ahsoka now, and I, I think they're using that to do that for the sequel trilogy i think they're trying to build around it to make it feel more like you you're gonna go back and watch these movies and feel better about them which yeah i highly doubt for these ones prequels at least i i, I said it even before it was improved i enjoyed them they're stupid but i enjoy i have a good time with these movies because they're fun yeah. at least and they're still trying something completely different than the original trilogy i think maybe this all started with rogue one where they used that movie to try to like plug a plot hole uh sort of if you want to call it that where yeah. it's like for years people were like why would they uh design the death star to have w one single uh exhaust vent that could blow up the entire thing if you shoot at it and it's like oh well what if an engineer intentionally uh designed it like that so That's that someone could have a chance yeah and uh they saw that like people actually kind of liked that and they're like oh so we can fill the picture in later. Okay, then. Let's try that. Yeah. Um, so we think Ahsoka's going to go after Thrawn again. She'll, her and Sabine will find a way out. But that also, you know, you ask, how are they going to get out? How is Shin Hadi, what's Shin Hadi going to do? Yeah. She's like with those tribal people. What's Lord Balin going to do? He's potentially looking at the roots of the force. What's Hera going to do? She was right. And that dude was a dipshit. And Thrawn, Thrawn's going to be yeah. back. Uh, what's Thrawn going to do? Is he going to reunite the warlords under one banner being back and be like, follow me on blue bitch. And what's going to happen here? It, it, I think all of these are going to be, if we're thinking this is season two, I think season two in terms of these characters can be more interesting than this season. I think, I don't know if Lord Balin will be as interesting with the recasting, but they could still try. 
Um, it's going to be hard to say. Um, the only one that pops to mind, and I don't know if they'd want to spend the money on him, but they could get George Clooney and just have him grow a beard, and he kind of looks like him. Yeah. And he's a good actor, so he could do it. Did you say George Clooney? Yeah. That, that kind of work? <laughs> the fuck? That works. Holy right? shit. It's kind of weird. It's a, a lot more expensive, though, but yeah, we'll see. That's the thing. It's like, do they want to pay for George Clooney money? I mean, I feel like he's not doing anything anymore. It's fine. You just have him to... He showed up in The Flash for yeah, two seconds. Yeah, he showed up in The Flash. It's, it's, it's fucking stupid. Yeah, <laughs> just get him to do this. Just give him like $10. He'll be fine. He doesn't need more money anyway, to be honest. Like, fuck. Nah. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, have George Clooney. Fucking, he has to beef up though because lord balin was a little bit thicker yeah he Clooney's was kind of scrawny. jacked yeah clooney's got trained for this um but uh i think whatever balin's gonna do is probably gonna be the most interesting thing that i want to know about yeah. the most i want shinhati and him to live like i want to see those characters do more that's why i was like fuck yeah. they're gonna die this is gonna suck if they if they just kick the bucket so i definitely want a lot more out of them um i'm afraid it's like you know if they keep eliminating enemies then like elspeth morgan they had to kill morgan elspeth had to they had to kill someone so it's like all right she's dead but we still have captain enoch we have thrawn we have the night sister trilogy right there uh we have lord balin and we have shinhati and i feel like shinhati if anyone could also turn yeah she seems more like she's so curious about everything she like asked him so many things and he's like blah 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 i could see ahsoka like potentially turning her maybe she almost did at one point but she was like nah i'm gonna get the fuck out of here yeah. uh but it's hard to say uh well, that's I really... the thing like she's not dark she's just like curious i guess yeah and wants to learn how to use her powers and stuff <laughs> i'm gonna can- can cancel for this she's by curious in the force <laughs> <laughs> more or less um but yeah it's it's gonna be interesting um and you know they're announcing more high republic shit i think right now too they're like the third wave of high republic's coming in now uh and they're still focusing on that for like comics and books and whatnot um but otherwise we're still getting this for the shows i think like aside from andor season two there's not much i'm looking forward to like i'm, I'm curious how that collect's gonna go i'm curious how yeah the fuck skeleton crew even is but i i otherwise i'm not really like oh boy the next star wars thing i'm also just kind yeah. of disneyed out at the same time too because quality for so many things have been dropping that i'm just kind of like that's the thing like it, they they focus so hard on ba- having basically something in either the theaters or on disney plus literally every month at this point so it just it gets tiring like yeah. i like i mean look at this now marvel movies aren't even coming out next year they all got pushed back uh captain oh, america 4 and thunderbolts got pushed 2025 the only one coming out is deadpool 3 which i'm like that's mm. fine yeah works for me oh wait now they're gonna be oh god that means they have to share the same year get the f- no nah, i don't want to see those movies because they're you know what dc's doing the more interesting shit in 2025 we're getting superman legacy and batman 2 Strangely, that's the stuff I'm most interested in just because I want to see if James Gunn can actually, like, turn stuff. I don't want to even say turn stuff around because, like, well, that's he's just one of them because then we're getting a scratch. sequel to Batman, too. And we're just like, bro, that's going to oh, be right, amazing. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, but yeah, like, so for Star Wars and Marvel, I guess, if, if, to an extent, but like for Star Wars, 
I'll probably watch most of the stuff that they're putting out. Like I, like you, I'm interested in the Acolyte. I'm a little bit interested in the High Republic show that they uh, mentioned, but like at this point, like yeah, Andor, I'm definitely crazy excited for because I I w- could not believe how much I like that show. Uh, but Ahsoka just being kind of okay um, or good. Um, Obi-Wan being okay to maybe good, depending on how you look at it. Uh, Obi-Wan, I think, is bad. Yeah. And I just, like, I'm not excited for most Star Wars stuff now. I'm just like, oh, okay, there's there's another thing to watch. Oh, and, and Bad Batch, I was like really excited for, and then I just like have not been liking it, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm I'm just like I hope they can turn it around for season three, but we'll see. Yeah, it has so much potential, but it's just like I don't like half the characters, <laughs> or at least one character specifically. <laughs> but we got to do the good thing for the good people. Omega, you just fuck everything up every single time. Uh... Yeah. All right, I think that's everything. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, us coming in and ranting nonstop about how you could tell how much we love Star Wars by how much we complain about Star Wars. Um, it's one of those <laughs> things where it's like we we love it, so we know it could do better, and yeah. it's just really. I'm unfortunate. not mad. I'm disappointed. Exactly, it's yeah. just really unfortunate to see Disney going like we got to make more stuff because everyone needs to watch something new all the time. And I think so- everyone's also. I think now the more casual common folk, I don't mean to say it as degrading or anything, but the more like, like everyday people that aren't as into this, that just go, I'm going to watch it are now kind of also noticing the Disney quality drops too. I think it's becoming more common to see among everyday people. I mean, one of the things that's easiest to see is like, it was a phenomenon back in the day when the prequel movies came out. Like that was an insane period of years where people were just like, oh my god there's like one more star wars coming out or stuff like that and uh now and then like when episode even when episode seven came out people were like oh my god after like 20 30 years i i'm so bad with time but it's just like after so many years there's another star wars coming out and fast forward like however many years it's been like not even 10 and people were like okay that's enough i think we're good we're getting a little far there yeah but all right i think that's everything um i hope you guys enjoyed this uh of course uh follow us i guess for now on instagram at seizure side talk keep up there because that's kind of where i guess i'll reveal stuff otherwise listen to the show for the next news of like you know at a certain point you're gonna have to subscribe to new stuff when the new shows come out uh, i'm not saying like you have to pay money on apple Podcasts. we're not going to do that that'll still be free on here or like spotify or whatever but it'll just be new things you'll have to subscribe to it'll be like sutra side watch sutra side play cut a steel they're all gonna be separate they're not gonna be on the same channel anymore so like they'll all be different ones and if you like games more just go to side play if you like movies and television stuff more go to side watch if you like dc shit go to cut a steel that kind of thing um i'll hopefully have more news sooner rather than later um but we'll just see otherwise uh that's pretty much everything tune in uh, I guess early December for our Godzilla minus one episode. That'll be probably when we do 199. And then I think around uh, end of December, early January is probably when we'll do uh, 200 and we'll end it there with our uh, 2023 interview kind of thing. 
Uh, that is, I think, what our plan is. So just two more episodes left, and then we'll be relaunching, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is everything. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we'll catch you next time. So long. Thanks for listening.